country is on razor's edge. But today I want to talk about the family of God. And the Lord gave me this topic when Jim went down with the COVID. And like you, I'm sure, Annette and I were just talking, it hit us really hard. Our families have been going to this church since the late 80s. Our kids grew up with uh, Caitlin and, and Jamie. And Sherry and Kathy are very, very close. And I've worked hundreds of hours with Jim on just a lot of projects over the years. And Ed was saying the same thing. He used to work with Jim in the electrical business. So it, it's hitting everybody hard. And to Kathy and Caitlin and Jamie, uh, Mike and Jeanette, the whole family, our Lord is faithful and our prayers are never in vain. The creator of all things is bigger than COVID or cancer. He is the one who both forgives our sins and heals our diseases. And when we <clears throat> met here normally, it was easy to see the family of God here. Most people were in the sanctuary. Uh, the video team was upstairs, sound room team downstairs. We have people in the kitchen, uh, kids and Sunday school teachers upstairs, and we had a security man outside. So it was all one unit, and we pray and fellowship together. When the meeting's over, we continue to fellowship and encourage each other. <clears throat> but in the last few months, with this isolation and the virus and the lawful protest and the unlawful protest and the unlawful acts by the police, including the one yesterday in Atlanta, I still feel the love and the bond of our family of God here. And those bonds and love can't be broken just because we're meeting separately like this. We, st we have the video streams like this. We have our devotions on Monday and Wednesday. We have the one call, and many of the families are <clears throat> FaceTiming with video chats. <clears throat> and we feel the prayers, the bond, the love, and we're all in this together. One thing <clears throat> that I do sometimes is put up the, uh, the lyrics for the worship team. And the advantage of that is I get to hear them practice a lot and sing the same song over and over. And one song I just love is The Family of God. It says, I love this family of God so closely knitted into one. They've taken me into their heart, and I'm so glad to be a part of this great family. So what makes or who makes the family of God possible? We find that in John 1, verses 12 and 13. It says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, but of a husband's will, but born of God. Jesus Christ makes this family of God possible. We are in his family, we are sons and daughters, we're members of his body. 
All believers and only believers are in this wonderful family, redeemed and saved by the blood of Christ is what we have in common. There's no other way to join this family of God. You can't be born into it with a natural birth. You must be born again and be it saved and accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You can't just join a church and become a member of the family of God. And you can't be adopted by a court order only adopted by Christ, as it says in Ephesians 1.5. He predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. What Levy shows to us, he made this eternal blessed family for us by dying on the cross for our sins. And what an honor that Jesus would call us brothers and sisters. More reason to be so humble and give thanks daily. We love him because he first loved us. And we're all unique and different. We have different opinions, different preferences, different personalities. He didn't make a bunch of robots. Some vote one way, some vote another way, and some people don't vote at all. Christ does not care what political party we are in. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, yet all are invited to join this family of God. In the family of God, we all have the same Father, and we can say, Abba, Father, today. He is our Heavenly Father. Jesus said, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. He died for both. But Christ is what holds us all together today, despite our differences. We are part of a huge family of God with brothers and sisters all over the world, all races, all nationalities, believers of all ages, if we think now of Carl Knott, he's 5,920 miles away from San Ramon. Rajiv Nicholas is 8,954 miles away. And Hilton Lowe is 5,900 miles away from San Ramon. All family of God members. And all the believers that preceded us, like the heroes of faith, I think of them in Hebrews 11, and you could think of many on your own, and we're going to see them someday, and it's going to be awesome. And some of the things, the family of God, some of the benefits we reap. In Colossians 2.10, it says, And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. In Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. We are in fullness, as the verse said. We don't need to fill ourselves up with everything that the world has to offer. <clears throat> we see commercials all the time. You see very attractive people smiling, laughing, and drinking a beverage, encouraging us to think if we drink that beverage, we're going to be happy, smiling, and surrounded by all these attractive people. One channel, I'm sure you've seen this one, 
as the same actor, same commercial for years, he's pushing gold coins, saying if you buy these gold coins or add to your collection of gold coins, you're going to have security and peace of mind. But we know that is not true. And always the one for weight loss. We see an unhappy person with a frontal view on the camera. And then if you try these different herbal concoctions, the same person turns sideways, sucks it in, is smiling, and is much happier. And MasterCard says, there are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. That's true. Some things money can't buy, but you can't master charge your way into the family of God. People are blinded, and they're looking in the wrong place to fill the void we all are born with. They want to touch something, feel it, taste it, and have it right in their presence to be satisfied. Everyone has that void in their heart which can only be filled when you get saved and receive the Holy Spirit. That's the only way to get peace and true satisfaction as we become part of this great family of God. <clears throat> he supplies all of our needs. In Luke it says, our Father knows what we need. We think we do. We think we need all kinds of stuff, but we really don't. Those are wants, not needs. But he makes us complete. Not just one or two of us, but the entire family of God, he supplies their needs. There's no need to fall for every, the newest fad on our commercials and media. And we can't ever outgive God. In Romans 8.32, it says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? When we rely on him for him to fulfill all our needs, it makes us more dependent on him. If we think that we can get by on our resources and our own thoughts, he doesn't like that. It draws us away from him, and it hurts our relationship and our walk with him. We need to walk with him daily and rely on him daily. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He also gives us eternal insurance. You know, some of you have, I'm sure, bought term insurance when you're young. It's usually a 20-year term or so, then it will expire. Or others may have bought a whole life policy, another insurance type. But with Christ, every believer has an eternal life insurance that never expires. And the premium has been paid by Christ in full by his blood on the cross. The family also receives the gift of the Holy Spirit and peace. Isn't it great to get peace in him when this country, nation, and world is in such turmoil? 
John 14, 26 and 27 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And that is so comforting to us. And since we're in this great family of God, we have access to him day and night, 24-7. You know, there's a thing in the uh, computer world. It's called denial of service. And what these hackers do, they have tremendous computer power, and they flood a website with tons of data all at once. Just a massive amount of traffic to that website, and they want to shut it down and break it. And that's what has happened in the past. They're successful many times. You'll try to go on a site, and it will say the site is down. Some, many banks got hit with this denial of service. <clears throat> it makes me think of the one call. We're all getting them. We get them often. And I, I always think, after I listen to it, that the whole church is praying all at once. It's a beautiful thing, like we did yesterday at noon. And then around dinner time, we got another one to pray hourly. So we're all praying at the same time as we go through this trial with the Hyde family as a body. Our Lord cannot be overcome by any kind of massive amount of request. He hears them all. He answers them. He does not shut down. There is no denial of service. We can pray anywhere and anytime, and thank God for that. So with that in mind, in Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus himself said in Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Spurgeon said, Faith asks, Hope seeks, love knocks. And that is exactly what we're doing when we pray to him. We're asking in faith, we are seeking in hope, and knocking in love, and we're knocking on heaven's door every day now during this trial. And you know, we get help in this. When Ed and I were talking about this earlier, when you pray, especially when you pray every hour, sometimes we don't know what to pray. We're basically praying for the same outcome and same thing for Jim. But sometimes the words are lacking. And, but praise God, we have the Holy Spirit because it says in Romans 8, 26 
and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with his will. <clears throat> that is beautiful. We were alternating yesterday, Sherry and I, every hour. And the second or third time, I'm thinking, okay, what do I say this time? And that's what the verse says. We have those, those wordless groans, and the Spirit can interpret those to send up the prayer to heaven. He searches our hearts. We might not know exactly what to say, but he knows what we were thinking and what we want to pray, but we can't come up with maybe a new set of words every time. But the Spirit is still working, and he sends our, our thoughts and our desires for, for, from God's people in accordance with the will of God. So that is a blessing. <clears throat> one thing as you read through the New Testament, one thing I notice in making this outline, <clears throat> the Lord talks a lot about the family of God. I mean, he really talks about it and he emphasizes it a lot. In Galatians 6.10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. That's the first time, and I'll have a few more. He signals out, singles out the family of God, and he says, especially do good to the family of God. <clears throat> and in this church, as part of the larger family of God, I think we manifest our belief and put to work what the Lord has done in our lives. We have this bond, this fellowship. We encourage each other. We break bread when we're together. We pray earnestly and often for all kinds of needs and requests. And we work together knowing that our work is not in vain. We grow and build up the family of God. We help each other and we suffer and rejoice together as what we are doing these days. It's good to have the family because as it says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. That is so applicable to the family of God. We help each other out and we lift each other up. And if you look on our webpage, <clears throat> it says, We preach the historic Christian faith as taught by Christ and the apostles. We gather not just as a community of faith, but as a close-knit family of God. And that is so true. Look at, the, look at the things we have here. We have singing, we have the worship team, instrumental solos, singing solos, special events throughout the year. 
and we work together to clean the fam to, to clean the church and keep it keep it safe. We support missionaries and godly causes, causes like the Samaritan's Purse. When somebody goes to the hospital for a procedure, we send a group to pray with them when we can. And we pray for each other. When the one call comes up, it could be something different. It could be good news. It could be something we have to pray for. But most importantly, we do as the verse says. <clears throat> Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. We love each other deeply here from the heart, as it says in Romans 12, verses 9 through 13. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality, which is exactly what we do. And we've, we're not just telling each other that. We have heard that from people who come to our church. Barb and Fred have said a couple times, initially right off the bat after one, one meeting, I think, how much they felt welcomed by this family of God. They love it. The, the gospel is teached and how they were welcomed into the family. My friend John Dickinson, Mike and I used to visit him almost every Thursday. He suffered from a stroke and he was in rehab. And he told us several times how much him and his wife loved the church, the message, and how he was welcomed in. Unfortunately, the COVID hit as soon as he was released from rehab, but he's looking forward to coming back to church when the COVID is gone. We are isolated, but the family of God is always under attack. In 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. I've read about animals that cannot get COVID. Well, Satan can't get it either, but he's still active every day, attacking the family of God. We've got to be on the lookout for him. Here's that emphasis I was talking about before in 1 Peter 2.17. It says, Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God and honor the king. Amen. There it is again. Love the family of believers. Paul also said as he traveled throughout in his writings in the, in the New Testament, what a joy it was to go from area to area and meet the family of God in these different locations. He never liked to leave, but he always went on with his work produced by the faith in, 
in our Lord and the love he has for God's people. You know, I was thinking on the, uh, the one call. We are getting them, and we pray constantly for Jim. We got some good news this morning, but it's going to be up and down, and it's going to be a long, a long trial. But we love the news we got today from Caitlin on the one call, and we're going to continue to keep praying and praying for... Uh, that he eventually gets through this through this trial. And you know, the family of God has been around since the beginning, and it goes on through generation and generation. It's going to grow until the rapture, and then we're going to see Jesus face to face. It says, He will wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. There will be no more illness or suffering, no more COVID, no more cancer. We're going to be perfectly healthy with new bodies. And one day we're going to see him and we're going to call him that Abba Father. In Revelation 19, verses 6 through 9, it says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud pearls of thunder shouting hallelujah for our Lord God almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clear, was given to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Then the angel said to me, write, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the lamb and he added, these are the true words of God. We are invited to that wedding supper of the Lamb, the whole family of God, and that is going to be awesome. What a day that will be. He talks about the roar of rushing waters. If you've been to Yosemite and been standing under one of those waterfalls, you can barely hear yourself think, but that is... It's like a lot of blended voices together, and that is what it's going to be like. What a day that will be. And I found this, uh, this song. Maybe the worship team will uh, do this one day, too. It's by Bill Gaither, and it's called, like the other one, it's called the same thing. But this version, the same name, The Family of God, and it says... For I'm part of the family, the family of God. You will notice we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're a family and these folks are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tears and rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joint heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king, no longer an outcast, a new song I'll sing. From rags to riches, from the weak to the strong, I'm not worthy to be here, but I'm a part of the family of God. Amen. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we, Lord, we praise you. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. We thank you that you gave us the opportunity to join this wonderful family of God. And we just pray today, as we always do, that this COVID could be defeated. We lift up Jim, Kathy, the whole family. We pray that um, his lungs heal up. He'll be able to go off the ventilator. We pray that there's incremental heating and he'll be out of the, that hospital, Lord, soon and be back to, uh, to join us again. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen.